All right, nice to be back. Uh, today's uh, um, segment is about China, believe it or not. China's decline in birth rate has been a concern for the government of China and economists for some time. The country's one-child policy, if you remember, they had this policy in the 70s. Uh, Chinese were only allowed to have one child. So when they used to have that, they used to force people to have children as only one child. So what they used to do is most Chinese wanted a boy. Oh, of course, everybody loves boys. So they used to uh, 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 abort if they knew they had a girl, have an accident. So they ended up with 30 million more males than there are females. Right? You know, there are 30 more million Chinese without wives or, or mates in China. But the real problem is uh, the, the Chinese are, um, are a very secretive society. Or secretive, the government likes secrets. Like, for example, last week they said only 37 people died from COVID-19 since uh, uh, September. Then they had to, uh, when, the, uh, when the world said, nah, that's bullshit. The world said, nah, that's bullshit. Then they say 60,000. So the whole issue here is, I was watching this show. Uh, let me just show you this first before we start. This is a small video that I got off uh, Twitter to give you an idea of what's going on in China and why it's dangerous. If China is losing its population, China is at the forefront of low birth rate. Europe has the same problem. We in the United States have the same problem. Most major economies, or as people move to urban area, as you know, Chinese before were more uh, farmers. They lived in villages, so they had more children to, to work in the farms. Then as the economy uh, became a, a factory-driven uh, uh, economy, making phones, TVs, whatever you want to call it, a lot of people moved to the urban areas, and they're not having any children. Last year, China uh, of 2021 lost almost 1 million people. That means there were more, uh, uh, 1, million, 1 million more people died than they were born. So that's dangerous for an economy to go on because, as you know, I'm not an economist, but you know that um, China or any country needs a replacement of a society so the life could continue. As uh, people are born, they support the people who are dying, they get old, and the things continue, and the economy continues to grow. Let's watch this small video that I saw, and then we know. <laughs> it was 1.4 billion people. They lost almost 1 billion people last year. So in 2022, 10 million people, 10.4 million people died and only nine point something people were, were born uh, or had babies. So the whole reason that I did this video is if China with all this might and it's 1.4 billion people is unable to maintain its population growth, uh, how is Earth going to survive as a whole? Because right now they're saying what's going on in China is irreversible. They, can't, they cannot reverse it back. They're going to continue to lose people, lose people. Because they are at a point is, even if they had babies day and night, still they cannot replace the the uh, what's going on there. Let's continue to watch the video. <coughs>
Population data covers China's 31 provinces. Okay, let's get out of the video. So this is the dangerous thing that's going on because the economic fallout from the decline birth rate is a uh, uh, multifaceted. A shrinking workforce means less labor for the industries and fewer consumers for businesses. This can lead to reduced economic growth and production. You cannot produce if you don't have no people. Additionally, an aging population puts a state a strain on social services, social welfare programs, such as pensions and healthcare, because there's no young people to work and pay into the system. So the Chinese government has attempted to address these issues with uh, money, with loosening of the one child. You could have three children, or uh, they give you like $2,800 for each child is born, and the measures ha have limited success because people don't, people don't want to start no more families. If you look at Japan, Japan is in decline because people just don't want no children. There are four million, uh, uh, five million uh, Japanese who, who are not married or never been married or don't want to get married. And same thing in Korea, same thing in the United States, same thing in Europe, in Italy, and all these countries. As people become more materialistic, they you know they have uh, cars, they have toys, TVs, and things of that nature. They have a good life. They see children as a hindrance, a hindrance to their lifestyle or the way they want to live. So. It is not clear what the future holds uh, uh, for China in terms of population and economic growth. Some experts predict that the country will eventually stabilize its population and continue to develop economically, while others believe that the decline in birth rate may, may lead to a long-term economic stagnation. Overall, China's decline in birth rate is a complex issue that has significant implication for the country economy and society's future while the government has implemented measures to address these problems it remains to be seen as they will be successful in reversing this trend what they mean is it's irreversible that means they're going to continue to lose people the only thing they could do is uh, uh, uh soften the blow instead of losing a, a million people a year maybe they're going to lose a half a million people a year you can reverse that once it goes that's it <laughs> human uh so I was watching this program. I was watching um, Joe Rogan. He had the same guy. The guy said, China in 10 years will, will implode. Let me see if I could. Okay, let's go. Let's watch this video together. Into an open pyramid, upside uh -huh. down. And now you no longer have children. You no longer have a replacement generation at all. And there aren't enough people in their 20s and 30s to buy everything. And there aren't enough people in their 40s and 50s to pay for the retirees. So this decade was always going to be the decade that most of the advanced world moves into mass retirement and the economic model collapses. Yeah. And next decade was always going to be the decade that that happened to the developing world. And we find out recently that the Chinese have jumped the ship and this is their last decade too. So all of the globalized connect. What he's saying is that, that China has 10 years before it collapses. I don't think that's real, but they do, they're going to have a lot of implications and consumptions that create the world we know, we are at the end of it. And we have to go back to a world where trade is more focused on the countries that have a better demographic and security infrastructure yeah. because the Americans are no longer patrolling the global oceans anymore.
So we're losing the security ramifications of an open system. At the same time, we're losing the demographic capacity to support it in the first place. And that's all going down right now. So when you're, when you're saying that China has 10 years to go. What, At most. What do you mean by that? Well, we now know that they've lied about their population statistics. And they're, they overcounted their population by over 100 million people, all of whom would have been born since the one-child policy was adopted. So this is one of those places where they've got more people in their 60s and their 50s and their 40s and their 30s and their 20s. Now, what was the logic behind the one child? Was it that they were overpopulating? Mao was concerned that as the country was modernizing, the birth rate wasn't dropping fast enough and that the young generation was literally going to eat the country alive. So they went through a breakneck urbanization program, which destroyed the birth rate. At the same time, they penalized anyone who wanted to have kids. And both of those at the same time have generated the demographic collapse we're in now. And the problem with that also was that they wanted male children. Yeah, there's a cultural aspect to that too. And obviously men can't have kids on their own. <laughs> and what is the like ratio to men to women and the younger people in China now? Uh, before the data revision with the last set of lies, it was about one to 1.2. It was the most distorted in the world, even more than Sri Lanka where there had been a civil war for 30 years. Uh, since then, we don't have good sex-by-sex sex data, but it's undoubtedly worse. And so what are the other problems that they're encountering that leads you to believe that they only have 10 years left? Well, without young people, we've seen their labor costs increase by a factor of 14 since the year 2000. So Mexican labor is now one-third the cost of Chinese labor. Their educational system focuses on memorization <laughs> over skills. So despite a trillion dollars of investment and a bottomless supply of intellectual property theft, they really haven't advanced technologically in the last 15 years. Uh, Mexican labor is probably about twice as skilled as Chinese labor now, even though it's one third the cost. Uh, they've consolidated it. So what he's trying to say is that uh, China doesn't make anything really. China, what does China is they put things together, like for Apple phones, like for iPhones, like for... TVs, like for certain items, they make like uh, um, cheap stuff, like plastic items, toys, and things of that nature. They don't make nothing concrete. China doesn't have a developing economy. China, all China's do is they steal all the uh, intellectual properties, like they will take something that they, they, they never made, they never created, but will make something like it and say that's theirs. Uh, China is in trouble because uh, it needs these foreign companies to be there. Sometimes, you know, when you hear China, oh, we don't want to be with the United States. We don't want to deal with that. They need these companies to be there. If the United States pulled all the companies out of China, China will collapse. If you go back to 30 years ago or 40 years ago, China was just nothing but a mass, uh, an undeveloped people, a uh, country with no real uh, military, uh, poor all urban area, mostly farmers, uh, they had nothing. Uh, so um, uh, China is dependent on, on foreign investments. Uh, let's continue to hear this guy. This guy is very smart. Into an ethnic-based, paranoid, nationalistic cult of personality. <laughs> and it's very difficult for the Xi administration to even run it because it's not an administration anymore. No one wants to bring Xi information on anything. So like Putin lied to his face, for example, but last, last February about the war, saying, you know, why would I invade Ukraine? And you can see in some of the, the presses, the, the defense guys in the back of the room, like, they didn't want to say anything because she has a history of shooting people he doesn't like. Uh, and so they, the, the Chinese were the only country that was caught with their pants down when this all went down. Uh, the Biden administration is basically taking the trade policy of Donald Trump and running it through a grammar checker and putting it into institutions. So we now have tech 
barricades that prevent the Chinese from buying the equipment, the tools, or the software that's necessary to make semiconductors. In fact, he went so far as to say any Americans working in the sector have to either quit or give up their American citizenship. Every single one of them either quit or was transferred abroad within 24 hours. So the tech system is stalled. They don't okay, let me break this down to you guys. I hope you're listening. We're going through a process of called decoupling. You know, like when you're married with each other. The United States and China are going through a process of decoupling. They're moving away from each other because they were entangled economically. And the United States has become too dependent on Chinese uh, 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 companies to make things for us. For example, when COVID-19 started, we didn't have enough masks. We don't have enough gloves. We don't have enough of anything because everything is outsourced to China. So what's going on right now, they are taking the technology know-how of American companies and they're pulling it out of China, like the uh, uh, things that uh, China cannot make on their own. So the United States told everybody to go home, let them stay by themselves. Now, China has two problems. It has a population decline and it's going to have an economical issue. So it's going to be independent on the United States in the long run. Don't believe when China say we're going to do this, we're going to do that. They're not going to do shit. China needs the United States to stay stable and to stay afloat. If not, they're going to be just a sea of cartoons or, or, or even civil war in there. Because, you know, uh, people go hungry, 1.4 billion people. If you can't feed them, you have a problem. I don't have the young people to go consumption-led. They're <laughs> completely dependent on the U.S. Navy to access international trade. They are the most vulnerable country in the world right now. And based on how <laughs> things go with Russia, we're looking at a significant amount of raw materials falling off the map, specifically food and energy. And the Chinese are the world's largest importer of both of those things. Yes. So there, there's no version of this where China comes through looking good. And the challenge for the rest of us is to figure out how do we, in as smooth and quick as a process as possible, figure out how we can get along without them because they are going uh, away. And they're going away this decade for certain. Well, if you say they're going away, clearly they're not just going to lay down. They're no, they're going to try to adjust. Yeah, they'll die. Right? They're, um, they're, <laughs> but, but how so? Do you think this is because, like, what is, other than, well, here, here would be a big problem, right? Mm -hmm. Taiwan. Like, if, if we impose the kind of sanctions that we've imposed on Russia, if, if China decides to invade Taiwan and the world stands up and the world imposes sanctions on China, how does that go? Uh, very ugly for the Chinese. So yeah. you know, say what you will about the Russian economy. It's corrupt. It's inefficient. It's not very high value add. But it's a massive producer and exporter of food and energy. You put the sanctions that are on the Russians on Beijing, and you get a deindustrialization collapse and a famine that kills 500 million people in under a year. And the Chinese know this. Wow. They can only push so hard. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, you can make the argument that if the Russians succeed, they actually solve or at least address some of their problems. Even if the Chinese were able to capture Taiwan without firing a shot, it doesn't solve anything for them. They're still food importers. They're still dependent upon the United States. They're still energy importers. And even if they take every single one of those semiconductor fab facilities intact, they don't know how to operate them because they can't operate their own. And their own are among the worst in the world, not the best. <laughs> yeah, the, the only reason, in my opinion, to be concerned about a Taiwan war like, is because Xi has so isolated himself 
Yeah. That when one person is making all the decisions and that one person refuses to access information to make the decisions, That's strange it. stuff happens. That's and right. when you say refuses to access, what do you mean by that? He does not have normal information flows anymore. Like even at the height of the Trump administration, when Trump was basically isolating himself from the entire intelligence community, uh, he was still getting the daily briefing. There was still information being put in front of him. But Xi is so isolated himself. He doesn't want to hear anything except for what he wants to hear. And since no one knows what the status of the conversation with the voices in his head in on any given day, no one wants to bring him anything unless they're ordered to. How do we know this about him? Because there's no one to listen to anymore. That's one of the fun things about Russia versus China right now is that the, the Russian information security is so poor that American intelligence is literally listening in on everything. Yeah. But in China, we can hear into the office, but there are no conversations happening. Uh. What do you mean by that? What do you wow. mean? Like, so no one talks to him about anything? Anything. If, if you look. What he said is that the Chinese president doesn't want to hear from anybody. If he disagrees with you, you disappear. Remember when they had the last uh, uh, Congress meeting, the, the Communist Party? They picked the last president right out of the fucking, uh, uh, um, the, out of the forum. And the, I don't know what they took him. Probably shot him in the back someplace. Uh, uh, China is gone. China is nothing but a paper tiger. So he's just terrifying to people. Yeah, exactly. Because he murders dissidents. He murders anybody that... He doesn't murder everyone, murders but there's a, a lot, lot of people, people in prison. And there, yeah. well, there's also a lot of billionaires that got disappeared, yeah. right? And any dissent. Yeah. Uh, it's You're either executed or exiled, intimidated into silence. There's, there's a variety of options. And if you look at the, the third party Congress that we had late last year, that's right. when they select the Politburo. Everyone on the Politburo now is a personal flunky. There is no one from a different faction. There is no one that has a history of being competent. Yes, man. Oh, yes, man. And what is their plan? The Chinese? Yeah, do we have any idea of what <laughs> their plan to get out of this is? Nationalism. Uh, if you know that the economic situation is going to go to pot, then you have a couple of options. Option one is you try to cut a deal with a country that can help you out, but the only country that could do that is the United States. And the sort of strategic surrender that the Americans would require is not something that the Chinese would accept. So think about Germany in 1946. That's the scale of support and control that the Americans would, cons would insist upon for giving the Chinese a lease on life. Uh, but if you go with nationalism, give people a non-economic reason to support the state. So even if you lose your job, even if you can't feed your family, I'm Chinese, I'm Han, that's enough. That has been the strategy for the last couple of years. Will it be enough to preserve the CCP? Too soon to know. And they're also in, they're in the middle of the worst aspect of the pandemic for them ever. Yeah. yeah. Now, Which is very strange for us because <laughs> we're on the other end of it, you know, right? So what happened over there? Uh, well, I, let, let me Imagine the fucking, uh, the, the COVID-19 started in China and it spread throughout the world. Western society uh, created a, a vaccine and I idiot, you know, and other stuff. And we were able to defeat it or, or stabilize it. While China right now is in the worst moment in its uh, uh, in the pandemic of the uh, of the COVID nineteen. This is four years later, right? Or three years later. So China made the vaccine that doesn't work. The China, the China, China is a paper government. It's a paper country. It doesn't make anything. People saying, "Oh, the Chinese, they're going to become the masters of the world. They're going to take over." No, 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 no. They could build as much weapons as they want to. 
if we, the United States and uh, Western Europe, decide to pull the fucking uh, rug from under, they fall right on their faces. They are dependent on uh, economic investments from, uh, and consumers from Western countries. China on its own cannot do anything. It could only probably just kill its own people. Start by saying, I think it's safe to say that no country has really figured out how to handle this well. Right. Uh, second, I will say there are seven different variants circulating in Beijing right now, or in China right now. Yeah. Three of them did not exist two or three months ago. Wow. And it takes about six months of data for you to get good information on the r naught and the lethality. So we just don't know. And then third, in part because of Xi, uh, when you're a one-man state, all policy and all authority starts and stops with you. And unless you're providing very clear guidance on everything, which is impossible for one person to do for a whole country, especially when the size of China, uh, the bureaucracy either goes into automatic or does nothing. Well, right now it's doing nothing. So the data decisions in China are not to gather data and figure out what we can do. It's to, instead of gathering data and lying about it, we're just not gonna gather any data at all. So we're not gonna know how bad these strains are until they get out of China and circulate in the rest of the world for six months. So the lowest fatality estimate that I have seen that I consider credible is that they're gonna lose a million and a half people. Whoa. Just from COVID. Just from COVID. That assumes no broader breakdown in the health system, which we are already seeing. And is this because they don't have natural immunity because of the, part of it. the rigid uh, lockdowns that they encountered? Yeah. You know, from, from a plus point of view, they did keep the virus out of the population for almost three years. So no one has natural immunity. But we also know that their domestically generated vaccines aren't great. Uh, and most of the countries that used them in order to get their kind of first batch then moved on to a Western model that worked better. So they had a twofold problem. They did not have vaccines and they didn't develop natural immunity. And now everyone's getting hit all at once with a virus that has at least 50% more communicability than the measles. Wow. And their overall health is worse than ours. Uh, diabetes as a percentage of the population is higher. They don't have a critical care system like we have. Uh, and their hospitals are, are really their only line of defense. They don't have a clinic and a doctor system in the towns like we do. And uh, what about nutrition education and the understanding of... Yeah, it's... <sighs> anyway, they go into depth on other things. The whole show today was about the, the population decline. China's in trouble and the whole world is in trouble. Even Elon Musk said that the, the people need to reproduce. What we're having is... We're, 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 the problem we're having is we have reached the age of comfort and and selfishness that we don't want no more children. But I mean, why I mean, why am I gonna bother with three, five children? Before you had children to work the farm or to work in the grocery store. Now one one child could do everything. And even without a child, who cares? I mean, look at the United States, the last presidents, um <coughs> Obama, two girls, George W. Bush, two girls, uh, who else the the um most of them, uh, uh, you know, they, 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 there is no sense of urgency to have children or to have boys or things of that nature. We have reached the age of selfishness. It's all about me. I just want to relax. But the most dangerous thing is uh, China is in trouble. <coughs> and China knows that it's in trouble. And if you're losing one million people, yeah, that's a very dangerous number to lose. Because if you're not replacing these people, you'll be affected 10, 20 years from now. Because you need to replace that population. You need teachers. You need police officers. You need uh, army personnel. You need nurses. You need uh, factory workers. These are the people who are dying. They're not being replaced. Because you have to replace these people with other people. It's, it's just common sense. 
when we look at the human aspect of oh we humans we're born and we die no but when you look at it through the lens of an economic economies and stability you need to look at a human being as a, 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 a um as tangible products if you don't have no more children to replace the children that are dying then you have no society then for example I could give you one more. Japan. Japan has robots taking care of the elderly because they're so selfish and they're so ethno-centered. They don't want no immigrants. They don't want no foreigners in their country. They have made robots to take care of the elderly and things of that nature. Anyway, nice to see you again. I hope we meet next time. Thank you. This is Omar. Enjoy the video. Thank